Hello and welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. Today is a really exciting episode. Uh, I actually have my uncle as a guest, Alfredo Marin Carl. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Lauren? Doing good. I'm so pumped to have you. We are... I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, we're (laughs) Zooming from, of course, Washington, and then you are in Indianapolis area. And... uh, Yeah, and you're in your studio, which we'll take a tour of in a little bit. But um, today we're going to dive into the amazing world of art and all the mediums that are in that mediums. And then, you know, we're going to talk deeper, though, about how that's really influenced your life uh, in a spiritual way, too. We'll touch on Buddhism and uh, just how you've grown over your, you know, your life, uh, both personally and then in your career. Uh, so we have a lot to touch on. I just want to kind of dive into it. Um, okay. But just to give a quick background, um, Alfredo was born in New York, and um, he lived in Puerto Rico for over a decade. That's where his roots are from. And he has a lot of um, influence in his family in the art world. His father was a very well-known uh, artist in Puerto Rico, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And as you can see in the background, I mean, he has beautiful, amazing art. And uh, I mean, you've been you've been painting for how many years now? Oh, geez. I started when I was about 16 years old. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I'm 72, so that's a long time. Looking good. Looking good. <laughs> Ripe age of 72. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit. He'll give more of an intro, but that's just, he's, he's an amazing artist. He taught, um, he studied art in, in college, and then he went, in, went on to teach at Ball State University, which is in Indiana, uh, graphic design and visual communications. So he has a very well-rounded personal life and career uh, that's based around art. So, um I'm really excited to talk with you. We had kind of talked about what we were going to speak about today. And um, I think it'll be really interesting for people to kind of see how spirituality can be intertwined in the world of art and how that's um, allowed you to grow in your personal life journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'd love for you to tell a little bit more about just growing up and, and about your dad in Puerto Rico and how you got into art and your experience and, and just a little bit more about yourself. Oh, wow. So to start, if you want to start at the really, really, really beginning, my, my father was studying art at the Art Students League in New York City uh, when I was born. I was born in 1949. And he was at the Art Students League. And we lived in a tiny little studio apartment that was his studio. And it was our my mother and myself's apartment at the same time. The story goes that we were so poor that when I when I was born, uh, can you imagine how poor it could be being the, being the son of a uh, art student <laughs> at the time? So we were living in this tiny little apartment. And my, when I came out of my mother, they put me in a drawer, from, you know, a chest, uh, a chest of drawer, the top drawer, that was my crib. So oh my that's how gosh. That was, and which I joke a lot because I think, hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> I you never know. thought about that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, the baby starts crying. You just close the door. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> oh, no. Now, obviously, that's a joke. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, so, but the, but really, it was my father's studio. So that's the first thing I saw when I, you know, I was, I was a little baby until I was, I don't know, a couple of years old when we moved somewhere else. And, uh, you know, my father had all these canvases uh, rolled up and I could smell the turps from the oil paintings and all that. So it's in my blood, basically. Uh, and like, and like we, my whole family's artists, as, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, actually here, uh, we take a little spin here and, uh, that's my father right there painting. Mm-hmm. That's him in front of one of his big murals in Puerto Rico. Um, anyway. And can so, you share his name for people so they can look yeah, him up? His name is Augusto Marin. Okay. Augusto. August. Augusto. Yep. Okay. Yeah. August, like Augustus. Yep. Yeah. Augusto Marin, which is uh, another story. Everybody, all the boys in my family have that name, Augusto, mm. which is, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> my father, my father had the typical um, art artist ego of the, of the fifties, six, forties, fifties, sixties, and seventies. He was, you know, he was sort of like the Picasso of Puerto Rico. Mm. Um, and uh, you know he married seven times yep. and all that, you know. So he kind of and his and actually his his mentor he, he loved Picasso. He loved Picasso's lifestyle <laughs> and his art, <laughs> even though Picasso was not a very nice person. But uh, in those days, he didn't know. You know, there, there wasn't the communication or whatever we have now to investigate. Right. And uh, anyway. So and so, and how many kids did he have? You should throw that in. It, it adds to the interest uh, of the story. It is an interesting story. He had eight children from five wives. Yep. He was married seven, but two of them didn't have kids. Mm. But eight children from five wives, and they are all artists. That's amazing. So, yeah, my father is the main artist, and the, um, and then my uh, my br- older brother is a medical illustrator. Mm. And uh, let me change the lighting here a little bit. That a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a medical illustrator, and then myself. And I have, you know, I went to Wayne State University in Detroit for my bachelor's BFA, Bachelor of Fine Arts, and then I went to Notre Dame for my Master of Fine Arts. Uh, and uh, so and then I stayed. I got hired as I was there to teach at Ball State, which I taught for 30 years. I started teaching in the art department, uh, and, and then I <clears throat> uh, was kind of drafted from the art department to the journalism department because they were starting a new career called visual journalism mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, graphic journalism, which is when uh, in those days, uh, New York, the, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, um, uh, USA Today was the first paper to come out with all the beautiful graphics. And, and uh, so we wanted to teach that. And they wanted to teach that in journalism department, but they had no, nobody can teach that kind of stuff. Nobody was an artist or designer. So they kind of hired me away from the art department. I started a program called Journalism Graphics a long time ago, which became, the, you know, not that I'm, but it became the number one journalism graphics program in, wow. in the United States. That's awesome. Yeah, I stood, yeah. I remember once uh, at a convention, at the uh, news design convention, uh, the first thing the keynote speaker said at those days, he said, everybody calm down. There, there's not enough Boston students to go around. Right? Like, everybody was hiring our students because they were so 
you know, in tune with what was happening in terms of visual communication. Anyway, uh, Ball State, but at the same time, and I chose obviously to teach because teaching gives you a lot of free time to do artwork. Right. You know, instead of going to New York City and starving uh, for years before anybody recognizes you. And, you know, kind of that to me was more an ego trip than anything else. Uh, I mean, I just love what I've been doing for all these years. And and now, at the, you know, when I retired, this is I'm focusing completely as a full-time artist. Yeah. And uh, so on and so forth. Anyway. But you've also throughout, you know, because I know you, I'm throwing this in. Throughout yeah. your whole teaching career, you have always been very active painting. You've always had a home studio. Oh, yeah. You've sold art. Yeah. You've had showcases. You've always yeah, yes, yeah, spent a lot of yeah, time. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm in private collections. I'm in, in public collections too. I have a piece in a museum in Canada. Mm. You know, so yeah, I've been very prolific. Uh, yeah. All my, yeah. Wow. And it's been, you know, teaching. I love teaching. And as a student, but teaching was always kind of this. Not my first love, let's put it that way. Sure. Art always been my first love, and now I can do it full time. Yeah, that's really neat. And we have some yeah. of uh, your art in our baby's room. We have your Angel series. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did that. I did, that whole series was for uh, any any baby that came into the world got an angel. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. We'll, we'll show a picture of that on here. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so cool. Okay, so... Um, First, let's just, do you want to do a quick little tour? Can you show us some sure, of your artwork sure. just so people get a vibe? And then maybe you can start talking about what influences you. How do you, what inspires yeah. you when you go to like the angel series or the ones in the background? Like what, how do you find inspiration in the world? And then, you know, we've talked about this, like how does spirituality play a role in this? Is that something that's always played a role or is it more now in your life that it's happened uh, you know, the spiritual uh, aspect uh, of my life has always been there. Okay. Yeah, I remember when I, yeah, I grew up a Catholic, and Puerto Rico, everybody's, most of the people are Catholic. So at one point, I even thought, I, I want to be a priest until I found out there was no women involved in that. I that. <laughs> 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 so, anyway, I, and, and it's always been uh, the big picture sure. thing for me. You're understanding, you know, and it's it's amazing to me that, that I'm walking around in this kind of cocoon or whatever we call it, the body. Yep. And I'm looking out from this body, you know, and I, I can I and I've always questioned it can't be just, you know, uh material. It can't be just um, the manifest I call the manifested, the unmanifested, the manifested. It's gotta be something else because you know, I'm even though I'm part of the collective, but I'm this tiny little individual piece, which is part of the collective. So, uh, and that's, I, I come to realize that now in my life and at an older age, of course, but in, I've always been intrigued about the afterlife or, or spirituality or, you know, angels and all these things that, uh, um, uh, that have to do with, uh, the unmanifest is, or what we call the the other side, if you want to call sure. that. Yeah. So all the, the early works were a little more depicting of. Um, I maybe have something around. Uh, most of the stuff I have is all the latest stuff. Yeah. Ah, actually, I can do this. Uh, some of the work, you know, was a little more literal when I started doing 
how it related to uh, fine art <laughs> in terms of spirituality. And you can see some, you know, you can see mm-hmm. the albums in there. Yep. These were a little, a little more, even though they're abstract and all the characters are abstract and all that, but they're a little more literal. Sure. Uh, uh, so as I, over the years, as I thought about that, instead of depicting the literal, I thought to myself, you know, the complete abstract or the non-representational or in the tradition of um, abstract expressionists back from the 40s and 50s, 60s, um, where people, artists at, at the time, like uh, Mark Rothko and Mark Toby and uh, um, um, Alshur Gorky, all these, all these artists that were abstract expressions, uh, they had a spiritual connotation to the work they were doing. And so, and a non-representational meant that when you look at a piece like I'm looking right now, uh, you know, you don't really see any objects mm-hmm. that, that are natural in the, in the, in the world. It's more so you see things that are related to the, the, the experience of the viewer, mm. in other words. Okay. So I, I, my concept is that I do the artwork, and it's, it's, it's coming out from me. And then when it's on canvas or whatever it's on, uh, that it stops being me to other people. It, it's just their interpretation. Sure. And that's what happens of what they see inside the painting or, yeah. or the piece of art. So abstract expressionism is about that. It, it, before abstract expressionism, representational, uh, people used to see, you know, a horse jumping a fence, blah, blah, blah. And it was, that's the same thing every day. Mm. This type of work, every time you see it, there's something new that you discover. Something, you know, just like a Jackson Pollock. You know, everybody thought that was, you know, kind of crazy in the time. And this was back in the 40s. So you can imagine how he blew everybody's mind. Right. But with Jackson Pollock, uh, it, you, the more you look at it, it changes every day. This, all this, this type of work changes in the sense that uh, you bring to it your own personal experience. And that's sure. what this is all about. You know, for me, the expression for the viewer, the, the idea, the, whatever it comes from their own minds. Mm-hmm. Is, anyway. I have, um, a, I have a quick interpretation since we're sure. talking about it. Yeah. I believe, too, of course, there's more than just this physical 3D experience. Yeah. Um, I believe our souls are in these vessels. It's just a, a journey here for our soul to have an, a physical, tangible experience. But yeah. that last painting you showed, you know, is almost like um, I think of energy. This is all energy. All of us, it's energy, right? Yeah. And so I almost think, you know, when you can see, meditate and see chakra colors, yeah, everything is energies, yeah. colors, light. So almost in a way that painting to me feels like that's, what everything really is. It just comes down to light and love and energy and movement. Yes. And that's kind of really, truly what I think our entities are. Yes, they are. Yeah. Everything is that. Well, you know, as a, as a Buddhist believer, you know, the, the, first of all, uh, I've been following a little bit more now Tibetan Buddhism uh, more than anything else. And because uh, I like their concepts and their ideas. So this whole series, now let me show you some of these over here. The whole series is about, uh, in Tibetan Buddhism, they believe, I don't know if you read my 
Uh, but in Tibetan Buddhism, they believe in, there you go. That's cool. Yeah, they believe in, maybe I'm a little more. Yeah. Uh, they believe in the after, uh, in life after death. In other words, they believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's more like rebirth. Yeah. Uh, and the idea of rebirth, uh, uh, there's a stage between when you die and when you are born again, if you want to call it that, or rebirth. And it's called the, the uh, bardo tordo. Bardo tordo meaning the in-between, mm. the between. If you go to see my work, some of them is called Between. Okay. And, and then these are, are the whole series called the Visions. And the Visions of the in-between or the between, the Visions of the Bardo. Okay. So there are different stages you go through according to Tibetan Buddha uh, before you're reborn. Uh, and those, these depict visions of those stages. Interesting. That's what so that this would be like a real life example of an inspiration for this series of your artwork. That's exactly what it is. That's really so cool. The bardos, the in between, the, the 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 space or the or the whatever you want to call it between your death and your rebirth. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. All your anyway. supplies and oh my gosh, what a cool studio. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, you got the whole basement. <laughs> everything in here has to do with fine art. I love it. Okay, yeah. so ha- I wanted to go back really quick too. I think this is a really interesting like concept. And I know a lot of people that are working on their spiritual journey are kind of faced with this struggle yes. of organized religion and then kind of making it your own and just becoming spiritual. So can you talk about obviously... Puerto Rican culture, Hispanic culture, like you said, it's very common to be raised Catholic. So you were yeah. raised Catholic, but how did you kind of, I don't know, I want to say break free from that, but like what changed where you were like, I don't really need, necessarily need that structure, but I'm just more curious of like a bigger picture versus like an organized detailed way of things. Well, um, uh, I, I came to realize uh, in my life that um, spirituality had nothing to do with organizations and money and, uh, you know, and cathedrals and relics and that kind of stuff. It's, you know, like we know, or well, at least I know in my heart that everything that exists in the universe or whatever is there from a different uh, perspective than we are. And then we attach meaning to everything because of our own minds and everything that we write and see and create comes from the human mind and nowhere else. Okay. That's, I mean, if, in terms of us, yes, the, the unmanifested exists without us or with us or whatever, Sure. everything, every value and every idea that we think we give to all these spiritual things just comes from the human mind. Sure. Okay. So for me, when I started reading about Buddhism and, uh, and that kind of stuff, maybe 30 years ago, 25 years ago, when I started uh, uh, really being interested in it, the, uh, I started to understand that the Buddha, you know, was the first kind of shrink psychologist, psychiatrist, or whatever you want to call it. Because he's a freaking, even though he lived in this old, you know, 2,600 years ago, he lived in a world that there was no science, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, the word science didn't exist. I mean, science didn't exist. It was all 
you know, material and spiritual, nothing else. Yeah. And he was the first one to understand, wait a minute, how the mind works. You know, how you, how you, your, your mind, you know, there's two types of suffering as all Buddhist tells. There's a physical suffering and then there's a mental suffering. Because mm-hmm. all the sufferings that we have that are non-physical are created by our own mind. Yep. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, you understand that. And uh, so we follow these, you know, and they're only these thoughts and ideas and concepts only exist in here. They don't exist anywhere else. And then we attach to those and create our own problems. Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. I know. I think a lot of people think it's like, well, no, this happened to me. Of course, something can happen to you and it can feel unfortunate and sad. We're not taking away from that. But yeah. when you then continue to overplay it or guilt yourself or then create anxiety or fears that actually does become our own work, if you will. And that can, that prolongs the suffering versus feeling the feelings, dealing with them, moving through it, and then unattaching yourself. Cause I've talked a lot about attachment. I feel like that's a very common theme in spirituality. Let it go. go. If you can let it go and not be attached to something, you will be so free. Yeah. But it's hard to do. well, because it's hard to do because, you know, it's, it's actually real hard because people don't understand the difference between mind and thoughts. Sure. Okay. The mind is the, the organism or whatever that, that it's like a TV set and the thoughts are the, the things that come into that TV set. And then we, if, when we grasp onto one of those ideas, a concept, and then we create little stories right. based on that and we keep creating and creating yep. and creating when we lost it. That's so, true. Yes. Uh, you know, the Buddha, the, 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 you know, suffering is caused by attachment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can take that to the extreme. Of course, you can be a monk in a, you know, in a, in a cave for the rest of your life and have no attachments, and then you're completely free, but free from what? Free. But then you may not have some, some experiences that you would if you were not in a cave, right? So everyone has yeah. their own, yeah. The, the Buddha himself said the, it's the middle way, okay? It's the balance. Right. You don't go one extreme or the other extreme. It's the, it's the middle way. So based on that uh, and those concepts over the years, you know, I've realized in my own life how I have caused my own suffering yeah. over the years. And now, you know, try. You know, it's, 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 sometimes it takes lifetimes oh, yeah. according to, to, to get rid of those things, you know. Definitely. So. You know, I, and when I come back, if I come back, whatever that is, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to deal with a lot of things that I didn't learn before. Sure. And, you know, and it kind of makes sense because that's what, you know, that's what life is about. It's a learning process. Right. You know? If you don't learn your lessons, you know, it, you got to come back and, you know, and uh, sure. until you from rebirth well and even you just think about it more simply like simple in a simple way like even just in this if one life let's just say we even had one life you'll notice the same problems often come up if you don't deal with them now exactly. so Some then put that you know yeah, yeah i do believe yeah. that too that you'll kind of keep coming back and and, and yeah and then the uh, just not justification but the explanation scientifically if you want to go from a scientific point of view it's cause and effect mm-hmm that's it. It's cause and effect. Whatever you know, science. Whatever action has a reaction. Yeah. And you know that's when and Buddhism they are cause and effect is, is the principle too. So you know even saying you know the Dalai Lama and all these people who are pro science, you know, and the beauty about Buddhism philosophy, not religion, philosophy, grows 
with science. Mm. It, it, it's the only philosophy that I know of that that when things are discovered that, that makes sense and they are, they, you know, people start or scientists or science starts and 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 spirituality starts coming, you know, together. Because truth is truth, you know, basically, I guess. Yeah. And then even though truth is a, a human concept, but that's, you know, that's true. What yeah. is true? What is true within your heart? I guess you know we all have our own truths, but there are shared truths. It feels good to be loved. That's a truth, yes. but right. yeah, yeah. And then the more I have understood over over you know all these years of being on Earth, I guess is that more the more that you give in terms of love, the more you get back. Oh yeah. The more hate you put out there, the more hate you're gonna get back. You yeah. Know? And again, cause and effect. That's true. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I say it's all energy, it's all yes. flowing and karmic and, and what you project out is what you will receive. Yeah. yeah. There's the energy floating or whatever. Oh, you know? I love that. Yeah. That's the, that's the latest piece. That's cool. Yeah. And there's all these so again, and and these pieces, by the way, when you, you look at them, they're meant to be looked at from a distance like that, right? Sure. But when you get really up close, there's a lot of details and there's you start seeing these worlds. Yeah. Which is the bardo, you know, these these things that we have no idea what they are, but they they I mean there's they're, they're, in my in, in my case there's a beauty behind all of that. Yeah. The beauty of the visual, the beauty of the art, the beauty of the experience of living. Totally. As an art. Oh, I love it. So how long, and I know that could be, I mean, some, some right famous artists say like, not famous artists, but I even think, I don't know if it was Pulitzer who said this, like it's never really done. You can always go back and add more. You have to put a stop to it, yes. But at some point, generally, like how long does it take you for a piece like those? Oh, it varies. You know, this, you know, it can take weeks, it can take months, it can take five hours. Sure. You it just depends on the piece. Yeah, because some pieces like this piece took <laughs> months. And the reason it took months is because uh, when I started doing the layers and I started working with it and I started, it, it didn't click right. Uh. You, know, uh, you have to remember that artists are doing that's the difference between artists and 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 uh, mature artists like myself. Now we have all these years of experience, two things: life and the technical experiences. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have all this education in our techniques and printmaking. And actually, there's a lot of printmaking techniques in my work. Mm-hmm. But all that accumulates over the years, that experience, and then you get to a point when you're a mature artist that the technical and all that becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. So it's pure spiritual in that sense. And it's, it's, uh, spiritual and also experience as being an artist that makes the, you know, that makes me make decisions based on my experience right. of color selection, of composition. You know, I'm very concerned with compositions, how everything fits mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. But that's how that's where the art understanding design, understanding, you know, the laws of composition, if you want to call them that, and, and how to break those laws too. So that's what you know, mostly, uh, not, not mostly, but a, a lot of art is about. 
experimenting and and moving on to the traditional like yeah and sometimes you go to a museum you see a little like a can in the middle of, and that's art well there is a philosophy behind that it's not just a can there you know sure. uh, and, and, and you know art has moved on from the rep- representation art has moved on from the, the painting itself art has moved on art has moved on yeah well, that's <laughs> really amazing so you just kind of have inspiration sometimes or you'll just sit there and start and then it could completely change. I mean, there's no rules necessarily, right? You just kind of. Well, the rules exist, so to speak, in my mind from years of experience. Yeah. Because when you see something, I look at something, I know that's a balance in my mind. Yeah. I need something to correct you the balance. You know, I, I'm going to put something over here or over there to counteract okay. you know, the weight of this image or the weight of this figure here with you know in the whole piece sure so those are judgments made by the experience of having been an artist for you know for a long long time right yeah. but then you also have so much freedom and just go and yeah. it just becomes its own thing and yeah 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 well yeah it does and uh, uh which is great because as soon as i'm done with it then it becomes part of the universe yes. or the world or the people yep. who are viewing it, you know, and, uh, and that's to me, uh, the, the purpose of my life, basically, you know, what, what I'm doing now. Yeah. You're sharing beauty, you're sharing inspiration and interpretation yes. and energy. And it's interesting because it is a physical piece, but then it can be so much more than that. Right. Like the oh, absolutely. experience of it. Again, here comes the, the, the merging of the uh, manifested, the material, and the unmanifest. Yep. Because both things are working in me to create this. Yeah. And that's why I think you it's know? so cool to be here on Earth. Why I talked about in another episode about being incarnated here. It's such a unique experience. Yeah. We are physically here. And there are things like art to be temporarily. Not, you don't have to be attached to it, but you can enjoy it. You can have it in your home. You can oh, like yeah. things, but don't become yeah. obsessed or too attached. But it's right. part of our experience here. And how cool is that that we get to experience that? Yes, yes. I, I always, you know, Ricky Gervais, mm-hmm. uh, he's an atheist and he doesn't believe in anything. But there's one thing he said that really blew my mind, which is the fact that, you know, being an atheist, is, this is a gift like nothing ever. Yeah. Enjoy this gift, this gift of being a human being On and Earth. understanding what, or trying to understand what, what being a human being is in all of this, you know, in all this majestic. Such you know, a billions, cool experience. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. So, you know, and as you go through life, you know, everything has its values in, in the moment that you are in your life. And we just went to one of Pat's uh, high school reunions, and I never see so many gray hairs in my life, but that's <laughs> <laughs> actually not because she's my wife, but she was the most beautiful woman in that place. I tell yes. you. Anyway. We have good genetics in our family. I know. I know. You're great. And so, your, your mother's going to do the same thing. Yeah, they do age very well on that side. Yeah. Um, just to give context, Alfredo is my uncle yeah. through marriage. So it's my my aunt is my mom's sister. And then right. we got the yes. wild Puerto Rican Tio, uncle. Yeah. Tio Freddy. Yeah. My family called him Tio Freddy. Tio Freddy. Yeah. Tio Freddy. So when <laughs> you're painting... What do you think about? I mean, I know you probably think about everything, but like, do uh, you really get into a zone and is it, is it 
a spiritual experience at times. And can you yes. talk about like, what does it feel like for you inside? Uh, think of a jazz musician. Okay. This is, I always, uh, it's a, uh, it's a metaphor that works perfect. Uh, jazz musicians like artists, visual artists like myself have years and years of training on their instrument. Mm -hmm. This is my training on their instrument and they're doing their scales and they're doing their this and, and they really understand uh, their instrument or the instrument depends on, you know, whatever they do. Uh, and then eventually the instrument like becomes second nature. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like a jazz musician, when I'm doing this work, it's called improv improvisation. Right. And jazz improvisation is not, you know, the jazz improvisation has the structure yep. of the experience of their instrument and the knowledge of the music, but then they let that go and this kind of the spirit takes over. Right. Same thing here. Okay. Okay, so when I'm doing this work, it, it gets into a, uh, uh, it gets to a point where it's all improvisation, spiritual or physical or whatever improvisation. However, I, I you know, I, and like jazz musicians, they're playing and they know that that note that they just hit was right on. Yeah, you know? yeah, because you know they, they don't even have to think about that. Right. And same here, I, when I put a color down, I might say to myself, eh, maybe I can change that color a little bit because I have that which jazz musicians, when they're actually playing, don't have that. And some of them do at the beginning, they go, eh, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, but, you know, but in, in visual art, it's different because it's not sound, it's visual. Mm -hmm. So I can actually see the mistake I have made or, or the direction that I'm going in that I want to change. Mm -hmm. And jazz musicians do the same thing. They might want to change directions to and scales or whatever. Oh. Improvisation is would be the best description of that. Yeah, and then yeah. like talk about just some of the cool things that you you think about. I mean, of course, you probably think about everything. Like I said, I mean, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? But have you had some really deep, oh, sacred oh, moments I, in your life when you've painted some pieces where it's felt very like emotional to you, or you think about your dad, or like I guess talk about some of the deeper things that you you reflect oh. on. Well, when I'm doing this work, uh, usually after, because again, I'm in the zone and it's, you know, they, they call it, there's a whole book, being in the flow, yep. flow. that's when jazz music get in the flow and what, so when I'm in that flow, you're really not thinking about anything particular. Okay. You're just doing. You're in the moment. You're in the moment and you're doing, you're making, you're making decisions based on cause and effect in this case. So you're just going, you're just doing it. Yeah, well, they're, and they're, actually this looks like it's very, but it's very structural too, because I go through a lot of thinking in terms of processes so because of all the different stages. Right. You know, all these pieces have four or five different layers mm -hmm. and the layers are based on, you know, I do all these, uh, excuse me for stepping out. Yeah. But for example, you can find, you see that shape? Yeah. That's in there somewhere. Okay. I come out, I cut out on paper and then I use these as stencils. Yeah. And then I paint all around it. Then I pull the stencil and then it reveals the other layer. Wow. So I'm doing and doing and doing. Yep. So you can see that it leaves in that painting. Oh, yeah. So, so right, the first layer was that white layer you see there? Mm-hmm. 
which with, with all the texture on it. And then after all that's done, I sand it. I mean, it's physical. I put I, I use a orbital sander to sand everything wow. down to make it out of it. Can you get closer <laughs> and show the details too of that black and white? It looks like or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, that's the thing is that people weren't seeing. All, look at all that detail in there. This, you know, there's a lot of dentists in our family. Yeah. They all of them see teeth oh wow <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> and then over here they say oh that's the that's the uh what do you call it? the uh, x-ray yeah yeah the x-ray density but you know and, I, and these are things that people have see themselves and then i go oh wow you know, i didn't see that but, sure you know, but, but you know it's a different perspective right so yeah there's and i'm out on my website uh, there, I have close-up pictures of details, so you can see that too. And a lot of the things that I do here too, I'm, uh, there's paintings within paintings. I call that because there, if you get really close, there are there are smaller areas of compositions that they 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 complete a painting themselves. Sure. So what I'm trying to do now is take those sections and then digitize those. And uh, and then make you know limited edition series of those digitized. Wow. Yeah, that's a good uh, point too, because you have digital work too that you've done. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I've been working with computers. Since I love 90- the series you have of people's faces. Ah, yes. Those are cool. Well, we'll have to. Sh- do you have any in your uh, studio? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Showed and that because some you know people like different styles of art too, and that's a completely different. Well, here's uh, here's a self portrait. <laughs> Wow. Maybe I should take this off of here and manually walk around. All right. As you so, can see, we are doing a impromptu, like, yes. casual. I love this. Okay, wow. Is that like that, a mask? That's a, that's a self-portrait. Wow. So that's a combination of photography and painting. Okay, Oops, so you overlay the photo and then you paint. Yes. That's cool. And then in here... The series, those series that you were talking about. Yes, I love those. I think those are like there's so much emotion. Oh God, yes. Oh my gosh, I love and that those are series. On the website too, so you can see those. Yeah, we'll sh- we'll share your website. We'll we'll put some images. That's well, anyway, cool. Uh, this is little, my little storage room, little art from over the years. I wow, guess. how cool! I'll be heading to Indiana actually this summer, so I'm excited to see this in person. <laughs> oh yeah, you will, you will, and so it's cool. uh, you know, it, and it's a lot different, a different to look at art in person yes. than it is through any other medium. Very of course. special in person, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, what else do you do you want to share? I mean, what what are okay. some of the things well, that spiritually, like that you've really that you, I guess, just what what has inspired you? What would you want to share with someone who's going through their own? journey and maybe they're questioning things or what has brought you like comfort in, and what do you think is after this? I mean, anything that you want to share? Well, for me, uh, you know, when we buried my father, we buried him with paintbrushes in his hands. Aww, that's cool. And uh, uh, basically, you know, I don't know if it's a paintbrush, but what it really means is that I I want to do this till I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, um, 
to what I tell, tell people, especially young artists who are beginning, you need to pay attention to life. Okay? Because art comes from life and uh, your observation and your interpretation of life. Okay? It's the technical and all that, that's BS. Art has to have, in my opinion, has to have some kind of meaning. It has to have some kind of, you know, it has to, has to tell something without, in my case, without telling it, because what it's telling is what people see. Right. But, but to achieve, and, you know, there are all kinds of different concepts, whether people do portraits or do landscapes or, but, and even those people who do that kind of work, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's your passion and your love, right. you have to follow your passion and your love for what you do and love yourself, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to do anything. <laughs> you know, it, it's going to be a horrible life. And you can't love others if you don't truly love yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's the kind of thing I would say to uh, up and coming artists. Uh, and it's, it, there is no free lunch. There is no shortcut. Yeah. Because a lot of people discover, uh, a uh, a formula, you know, and they get trapped in a formula because it sells well or because it looks good or for whatever reason, and then they stop their discovery mm. and keep making the same thing. And, and obviously what they're following is a, a, another thing. It's ego. Sure. They're following, you know, success. Or whatever. You know, I, can, I always, I don't even like to say his name, but Thomas Kincaid is an example of that. And that's a whole different story because he had an art factory, basically. He didn't even paint anything. He had an art factory. He had ideas constantly and everybody else painted for him and he would sign it and make money. Interesting. Um, the painter of light, which to me, <laughs> the painter of darkness because the whole concept is so horribly dark. Yeah. Art, art for money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, art is for life, not for money. And to be yeah. humble, humble, and put the good energy into it. And, and if it, it yeah. takes off, then it takes off, but not to make it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Not money. Yeah, yeah, that's why I pursued teaching because, oh, I got to turn that off. That's okay. <laughs> that off, sorry. Anyway, I'm taking uh, drops from a cataract. So that <laughs> can wait. So there'll be a lot of editing here, I hope. <laughs> or we'll keep it in because it's kind of entertaining. Yeah, it is. It is. This is part of that's your you you are the passionate, charismatic artist. Exactly. I you know, I have to agree because it's something nice you're saying about yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, and uh, and again, I'll show you some of here some of the spiritual stuff. Yeah. Because I have uh this is my little ear, my, my little meditation area. Mm. And that was Buddha. a gift I got. You see those little, that little cat thing? Yeah. I don't know what you're seeing there. Yeah, I yeah, can see it. Yep. Yeah, a friend of mine gave me that. But, you know, I have all my uh, stuff that I believe in. You know, there's a little Jesus there, too, just in case. Sure. <laughs> Throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone has different, I believe everyone I has different ways to get 
to probably the same place. So if that's if it, if the Jesus getting to, or Buddha, getting, but as long as it's based out of love and kindness mm-hmm. and forgiveness love and compassion, that's it. I think we're all going to meet at the same place. That's the beautiful exactly. thing. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, um, uh, it's important. It's important as a human being to, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I can be very pessimistic too, talking about, you know, because, uh, the more things happen on this earth and the more I, you know, look at it from a distance or look at it from this huge perspective, you know, human beings almost look like a freaking parasite on this earth. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, we consume everything, we eat everything, we kill each other, we, you know, we destroy each other, you know, and, and that's what we're trying that's the evolution of man to try to avoid that yes. our own extinction, and the, our extinction comes the way we're treating our Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the Earth is going to be here for 13 billion years. Okay, that's the, the lifespan of our Earth, unless something hits it and blows it away. But for 13 billion years, what are we on on this planet? Well, a little parasite. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to think but about we're it trying to love we're we're trying <laughs> well, no 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 that happens yeah I don't, that that happens you know that that is you know and that's the spiritual whatever part but i'm talking about the physical part right of it, you know we're trying we're destroying our own environment sure. and up to 100 200 300 a million years from now the earth is going to give a damn who was here or who wasn't right. here or, and whatever damage we did it's going to recycle it and convert it into you know and we're the ones who are suffering our own cause and effect, our own dis- dismay. Right. Well, and that's the collective, um, probably the collective, um, what's the right word I'm trying to, when you learn something, experience, you know, yeah, like, we're yeah, right. the lesson. It's a collective lesson. We have to consume and survive, but we're also doing a lot of damage. But maybe that's part of this collective experience. Well, the, the damage is done by ignorance. Yeah. Okay. That's it. The damage is done by ignorance. People who don't understand or other fellow human beings who understand how things work in the universe, sure. how things work on Earth, how things work in the mind of a human being, you know, that is the problem. Yeah. The and convenience, can, convenience, I do believe we we've strayed very in. far from our our roots that were, I've talked about this before, born outside, we found our own food. I mean, we've moved so far away from our natural state of how we started. Yes. But then we've also, you know, created amazing technologies. There's, there's good and bad. I want to say it's good and bad. It's just part of our evolutionary. The mid, demon, damn it, the middle way. <laughs> the balance. But we need you balance. Have all these great things and, and all the technology and at the same time have love and kindness and compassion yes. for all, all living things, yes. all sentient. It is possible. Yeah. It is possible, no. but I think people get their hands on something, whether it's yeah. money, drugs, alcohol, yeah. or those are the obvious things, but even yeah, just right. stuff, hoarders, or yeah. uh, attached to a relationship, or whatever it is that you're oh, attached yeah. to, and then you forget just the balance. Yes, right. We can the have these things and enjoy, but don't go overboard with them. Yes, everything in moderation, my mother always said. Yes. Everything in moderation. And, and again, it's, you know, all these these toxic attachments yeah. is what I, to, toxic attachments. Um, 
uh, brought upon ourselves by ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as people start realizing that, you can live a life that is rewarding, and you can live a life that 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 not only is good for you, but is good for all everything that surrounds you. And once you, if everybody did that, hey, yeah. there would be a different yeah. world. Yeah. But I think we're getting there little by little, yep. you know. We I go do. and we come, you know, we go and we, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're moving sort of in the right direction. I do. And, I think so. And there's a, there's a collective consciousness, you know, among human beings sure. that because of technology, everybody's starting to understand what's really matters. Right. What's really valuable? What's what's really important? You know. Well, even you, you know? and I here talking about this subject, talking about consciousness, not attachment. That in itself, people, more people will hear this and spread it. Hopefully, you guys will spread this and share this video. That's the whole point: is to spread love and positivity. But even the fact yeah. that we're having this conversation, it's going to go on YouTube and all the Apple Podcast. That in yeah. itself is an, a part of the awakening, part of our growing. So there is a yeah. lot happening with our collective although there's the muddy parasitic stuff but i do believe that we are starting to become a little bit more aware the society is starting to wake up to things and it, it, it you know that's the whole point of why i started this podcast and the, and the idea is because again you can you can see the contrast people can start like oh, wow if i do this and we've been doing this for years look how bad certain things turned out right or, or, or some people just stubborn and don't want to see it, but that's, you know, those are exceptions. I yeah. Think. Uh, uh, and some people are so attached to what they, you know, like my brother, okay, as an example, you know, I tell everybody, uh, and another uh, recommendation for artists to me is to travel, do a lot of travel. Yeah. And, and anybody do a lot of traveling. So you can see how much we have in common mm -hmm. as human beings. We are all the same. We all want the same. We want love. We want children. We want happiness, you know? Yeah. And uh, the problem, and that's one of the things I have against religions, is that totalitarian way of thinking. Yeah. You know, that this is the way, my way or the highway. If you don't do this, you're going to go to hell and burn. If you don't do this, we're going to chop so your So limited, head off. such a limited way of thinking. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so. Um, I, again, like you said, these things that we're doing now are things, hopefully, that will uh, help in the enlightenment. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're we're in it. It's just it takes a while. So there's yeah. still a lot that we're clearing out. Oh God! But it's not, not going to happen in our lifetime. Oh yeah, sure. but it's yeah. it's part of the universe. We're we're here. We're yeah. we're moving around and we're trying to figure yeah. it out. But I think there's a lot of good stuff happening too. And yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, and that's what the, all the artwork is about. It's sort of that, you know, under, you know, people to, to bring people to understand, you know, that there's not just what you think, but what you see. And if you let go of your thoughts, then you can see even more. Right. Because once you let go of the thoughts, or trying to nail everything down with a with a description, with a word, with right. a, with, you know, instead of letting it feel. That's why music, to me, is the number one art form. Yeah, it is. Uh, Amazing. Yeah.
because especially classical music and jazz and all that kind of stuff, you know, some of the contemporary music is more about rhythm and, 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 uh, and, uh, stories. The words, the lyrics. Yeah. You know, lyrics are about love and about this, but, uh, but when you listen to jazz and classical music, it's, you can really feel the spiritual. That's true. And music is the only thing that one of the few arts for me that can bring me to tears. Now people, Tears from the classical music is different than tears from, you know, uh, listening to some contemporary artists singing about their lost love. Right. And people, yeah, and people relate to that because they have lost love too. And that's yeah. why these people are so, you know, popular or whatever. Right. But it's a lot um, to letting go and being in, like in jazz and in, and, and in classical music. You really, if you let go, you really feel the spirit. And you're in the moment and it's just the beauty and you're appreciating. I think about that a lot too. You can do it with art or music. Someone created this. How cool is that? Like humans, we are really cool. Like, whoa, we do some amazing things like the talent and the expression. It's very touching to share it with other people. And that's the thing about your art. You know, I think sometimes people look at, paintings maybe like this or not even yours are more detailed but even you just see sometimes in a gallery everyone has different tastes of course but just like a one color with like a line through it and people are like i've heard people you know i've been in museums that's art i could do that but when you look deeper like you said they don't realize stencils and you've got textures and and to drop the definition of what is art and just to look and admire and right you know i don't know it tells a story it's really neat to or if it even if it doesn't tell a story it inspires you visually yes but things that have nothing to do with stories in your mind yeah that's true yeah Uh, so and and uh yeah and they're like paintings like mark rothko these people that did layers and layers and layers of color and then when you first saw it it looked black you're like okay yeah. Was then when you get close, you can start seeing. Wait a minute, there's more to this. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They're called color fields. You know, look at the universes that are in there, and kind of. See, you know. I thought that too when I was looking at mm-hmm. some of them. I can almost see like a galaxy or stars or something. Yeah. It looked very yeah. universal. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, and this one also has. Uh, all of these have the same feel, but. That's oh, I like that one. The color, well, now you can see the universes and whatever you want to see planets, and like, oh, yeah, I like that one. That's so cool. This, that one's yeah, nice. I like the colors on that, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, that of course, I'm a colorist in a sense, too, because you know, I grew up in a beautiful, colorful island. Mm-hmm. I had this. When, when I was in college, I had this one teacher tell me that my artwork, that my colors were boring. Uh, wow. And uh, wow. because I had a lot of primary colors. But, and uh, he, he was there, this was in Detroit, of course, in Detroit, gray skies, snow, all year long. You know, I mean, not all year long, but a lot. Long part, winter, part. yeah. And, uh, and his paintings were these little details of little rocks, huge paintings of little rocks in a, in a, in a, in a riverbed. Realism, yeah, and uh, which was fine. And I said to him, uh, actually, he said to me, "You're calling the boy. I'm going to give you a C in the class." And I said, "Fine," but you know, speaking of color, I think your colors are very boring. 
And he like, looked at me and said, you know, look, and then this was in December. He said, look outside your window. That's where you grew up. You yeah. know, those grains and those, you know, bricks and yuck. And Puerto Rico, I grew up with, you know, flowers grow out of the crack of the yeah. sidewalk. Right. Everything is red, yellow, blue, green. And the buildings it, are painted full cool colors. And yeah. Yeah. And so that's where my colors come from. Yeah. And, he, and I never thought of it about that way. I'll give you that. See, <laughs> you, you, had a in, right. you had an impact right. on him. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, people some get so narrow-minded about what, what is supposed to be sure. the right thing, the wrong thing. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. I love it. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing your work, your studio, your thoughts, your energy. Uh, your art is beautiful, and you've added something to the world. It, it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just very inspired by you and your family's work. And I know there's yes. going to be much more to come out. So I thank you for all the work that you've done and for your good heart. You have a good heart. I love you very much. <laughs> I love you too, sweetheart. Thank yeah. you so much. And I want people yeah. to be able to find your work. So can you tell us your website and where they can find you on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, at Marin Carl, M-A-R-I-N-C-A-R-L-E, M-A-R-I-N, Marin, C-A-R-L-E, Carle. Okay, so that's Carle. Instagram, at Marin Carl, okay. And, and then the website is marincarle.com. Okay, and we'll put it in the show notes for people that are yeah, listening sure. or on YouTube. We'll put it in the description of the video below so people can find your, your work. And uh, wow, it, it is cool. I think sometimes people don't think about things like this, like, Art is just art. It's there. It's pretty. We have it in our house. But there is so much behind it. How do you interpret it? And then what I didn't think a lot about, what was the artist thinking about when they did it? Like, it's kind of cool to start thinking about that. Yeah. 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 I mean, where, where, are, where is this artist coming from? You know? Right. And it kind of yeah. begins a conversation either within your head yeah. or with whoever you're looking at it with. And yeah. It's a, it's, it's a cool thing, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, understanding the artist so you can understand his work. Yep. And in this case, there's a lot of spiritual influence and uh, energy uh -huh. put into it, which is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and for the tour. And uh, I love it. This is a fun one. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, make sure they understand I'm throwing you kisses because you're my niece. Yes. But, you know, love to everybody else too, right? And, and, and absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for hopefully you watched. If you were listening, you should head over to the YouTube, at least just so you can see the artwork. Uh, this is a definitely a heavy visual uh, episode. And um, I hope you were inspired today. Um, and as usual, anything you can do to help my podcast grow, I'm trying to get positivity out there in the world, like share, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, and I really appreciate, uh, you know, you viewing this today. So, uh, you can find me on Instagram at real Lauren live and my website, Lauren live. Uh, take care, everybody. Have a great rest of your week.